Hey, it's Beth here. Episode 398. Okay, we made it through Christmas. Just us three. And for the first time in these eight years without bread, we talked about... I asked Matt what he remembered about Christmas presents when he was young. And he, he remembered so many things. And he said, we and we and we. And it was like, for the first time, we were able to talk about all of our years together which was such a present. And he brought everything and he's so nice. And we had, I guess, maybe seven or eight hours and they were perfect. Oh, but it was so great to just open up all of those years for discussion to bring them back. We can handle it now. So that was terrific. And I do have um, so many memories of when they were little. And I have one, I have a lot of memories before they were born. And my first Christmas with Kit, before, when December started, he would come home every day or two and he'd have a present for me. And he called it Operation TDOC. I was like, wow. And it opened up some great gift, something I wanted, something I'd mentioned. It went on and on and on, like every day or two. Operation TDOC, another present. It was amazing. Finally, he said the night before, the night before Christmas, Operation TDOC is over. I'm like, whoa. And I said, what was it? It never occurred to me. And he goes, the 12 days of Christmas. So that was so sweet. And I've never heard anybody else do anything about it till I was doing, of course, the Sunday styles, you know, came out yesterday. And, um, there was this woman, she had lost her husband right before Christmas. He committed suicide, left her with a four-year-old and a six-year-old boy. She was devastated. She could hardly move. She couldn't do anything. So one night the doorbell rings, the two boys go running to the, to the door, and there is a kit to make a gingerbread house. So they bring it in, no card, no nothing, nobody there. And they make the gingerbread house and they enjoy it. Two days later, the doorbell rings again. It's two snowman mugs. Both kids like it. They put hot chocolate in it and here we go. It happens again. The third night, they open it up and there are three candy canes. Whoa. And it's always with the same note paper, same message in the same black felt tip pen on the third day of Christmas. Both boys would read it, and they were like, whoa. Okay, so then it was the fourth day and the fifth day, and the gifts would be six apples, seven clementines, eight packages of gum, and everything would be with the same childlike handwriting, which says on the sixth day of Christmas, on the seventh day of Christmas, and it just went on and on. The boys were trying to catch whoever it was. She was so grateful to have this distraction because she couldn't see anybody or do anything. None of them could. And they really didn't even have a big family. And there really wasn't any support. So it was just this distraction that kept them going. And the woman was trying as hard as she could to protect whoever it was. She didn't want them to find out. So she'd read their favorite book over and over, just trying to keep them. So then... 
They kept looking out the window. They didn't know when the 12th night was going to be. And so one day they're out. They come home in the car. And on the stoop, this night before Christmas, on the stoop were four gifts for each one of them. Fabulous presents. Very personal. Very loved. And the card read, Merry Christmas. And they never found out who did it. Ever. So now the boys, 10, 15 years later, the boys are grown. It's their most precious memory of getting through that period of time. That's just the greatest idea. 12 days. It wasn't one. It was 12. It gave those boys something to look forward to. I just think that's great. So then there was another, you know, wedding. Charmaine Gomez and Joseph Contreras. Okay. Their mothers got them together. The mothers became friends because one of the women was a seamstress, the mother, and she was um, half Filipino and she was the best seamstress in town. Okay. The other, the boy's mother had a very, um, you know, uh, Zaftig figure. So she had to have all of her clothes altered. So these two became the best of friends. One day, Carmen comes over with her mother and she sees this uh, Joseph, Joseph's girlfriend, no big deal. Finally, Joseph breaks up with his girlfriend because clothes are, you know, the girl's starting to come by because he is cute. And the, the mothers are like, please don't, don't hurt her. Don't hurt him. This is my best friend. This is my best friend. Okay. So they start dating a little bit and then Charmaine's mother dies and they become so close over the grief and the mother brought them together and so they get they decide you know what let's just get married let's just get married let's just go from almost non-committal dating to marrying let's just get married and they get married and Charmaine is at the wedding well there's a table set for her a little chair set for her and these she is the basis of that one now that is a pretty good one I have another mom's story that is great okay so this is so interesting parents give dating help as presents to their grown children who are in their 30s there are these incredible dating sites and like you, they curate a boyfriend for you there's no more fooling around no more no more games being played and so these mothers are offering these presents to their children and some of them are taking them up because they're really tired of how it was going. The best story is, okay, there was a pair. All right, this is amazing. Jo Jane Schoenberg, her daughter Mindy, was miserable. 38-year-old recruiter in New York City had it up to her. You know what? In terrible men, terrible dating. She was, okay, so the Mrs. Schoenberg slipped a, slipped a business card from Megan and it was about a dating coach. And this dating coach could do anything, could find somebody for anybody. Okay? It was a thousand dollars for her dating course. Mindy didn't have the money. Her mother paid for it, okay? Her mother was more she was willing to do anything. If it you know, when she was a kid, if she needed a math tutor, whatever. So they get they get it all set up. The guy, she falls in love with this guy named Melvin. They are so happy and so in love that they ask the mother if she will be the, you know, universal life officiant 
to marry them because she's so important to this couple. Melvin loves her. Everyone loves her. She's mom of the year. She got Mindy and them together, and he together, and he was just as miserable. And they love her. They worship her. They want to name their first baby after her. That is a great mom story. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Not at all. Not ever. Okay, so then I've got this one about It's a Wonderful Life. Okay. It Okay, it, it came out right after Jimmy Stewart um, finished with the war. And Frank Capra did it. And it was a bomb. Nobody went to the theater. It actually lost money in a time when Hollywood never lost money on movies. It was abandoned. It Nobody looked at it. 28 years later, it went into public domain. So these television stations just found it. You could air the program for free. So they just started airing it over and over and over because it was free. Midnight to 5 a.m. That's what's going on. And it it was neglect. It was it came out of neglect. It came nobody wanted to re-up it. So after 28 years, all you have to do is fill out a form. You re-up that you it's not in the public domain and you you own it. Warner Brothers didn't even want to do that. They said goodbye to this movie. No one cared. And so that's why, okay, movies now are protected for much longer, but that's how it used to be. So that is how that movie got rediscovered, and we would have never seen it if it wasn't for the fact that 28 years later it was free. So that's, I mean, that, that surprises me that that was not a big hit when it came out. They thought after World War II that it was dark, that it was sad, and all they wanted to do was be happy, and they didn't want to reflect, and they didn't want to go through some awful thing to understand how beautiful life was because they'd been through a big awful thing, World War II. They were tired of character building. They just wanted to have fun. They just wanted Ginger and Fred still dancing. But years later, 28 years later, we were ready for a little character building and there was It's a Wonderful Life. So that's that's a kind of an amazing story. So... I just wanted to say that, you know, I hope your Christmas was great. I hope your New Year's is going to be great. I am actually going to, for the first time in 10 years, have a New Year's resolution. I got tired of failing and I'm going to make it. I think I'm going to make next year the year of saying yes. I think I'm just going to say yes to everything. Uh, anytime anybody wants to go somewhere or do something or I have an idea, instead of being lazy like I really, 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 really am. Like Matt got me an Apple Watch and it has this thing for how many steps I take and I take none. Um, Apple Watch is, uh, it thinks I'm dead and I'm not. It's just, I sit too much. I love my chair. I read. I'm not doing nothing. I'm just not doing things with my legs. So, Next year is going to be the year of, of saying yes, I think. Or maybe it'll be the year of saying maybe. Yeah, maybe it'll be the year of saying maybe. Maybe is better than no. And I think I can handle maybe because I don't see how you can fail completely if maybe is the answer. Because it doesn't even happen. It could happen on the last day of the year that I say yes. If I'm saying maybe all year. So... I think I'm going to say 
next year is the year of saying maybe. So I'm not sure. It's a little bit, uh, you know, it's getting my heart palpitating a little too much. I, I don't like, um, I don't like, I don't like setting myself up for failure. I don't even like, I don't even like anything. I just, I just don't like to look at what I'm doing. I like to just do what I'm doing. But I think, I think maybe 2023 is supposed to be an important year. I gave Kit and Matt both bottles of this really nice champagne with a note that says there's going to be a day in 2023 where you're going to want to open this bottle. And that's where I got this crazy idea that maybe I would say yes to things. I don't know. So, you know, that's maybe what what they're going to do. And I do think something good is going to happen to them. And I think probably I'm going to be along for the ride for both of them, which is enough for me. But I think I'm going to be saying maybe next year. So just, I just reel that one back in and maybe say maybe for 2024. I'm not sure. Just too much excitement for me right now. But Christmas was great. We got through it. I cannot believe we got through it. We got through it in so much better shape. Eight years is something, I guess. I mean, it's not great. And you don't really, you know, when you lose somebody that you love, you don't really, it doesn't get smaller. The grief and the pain do not get smaller. But you do get stronger. You really do. And when we were sitting there and I was talking about all the funny, wonderful presents, you know, mostly Game Boys and things like that, you know, mostly whatever those game, you know, whatever those things were, Pong, whatever, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't my Brio train set. It wasn't anything that I gave them that I thought was beautiful. It was what they wanted, which is, you know, children. <laughs> what can you do? But, um, it was all the things that they really wanted. Game Boy and some of their, oh, I can't remember that huge thing with all those games that everybody played thrilled them to death. So, but we talked about it and it, and we didn't cry. It was nice. It was like we were just having a memory, like normal people have memories. So, in fact, I couldn't even believe it. So, it was a good Christmas and I hope you had a good Christmas and I don't know about this resolution thing. Let's just, let's just ruminate about that for a little while. And, um, I will be back. Just stay sane. It's the season to be sane. Take care. Bye-bye.